Foul Territory is presented by Gizzard Gary Productions. It is recorded from my weekly YouTube program, which is live-streamed every Friday at 9 p.m. Central. It is a firearm and 2A-related panel discussion, where I and my panel discuss current news and events, along with audience interaction, casual conversation, and friendly banter. What will you learn today? And now, ladies and gentlemen, Foul Territory. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to Foul Territory 238. And it is Friday, October the 27th. I am your host, Gizzard Gary, and I am here by myself for the moment. So uh, I thought I'd go ahead and fire this up and see if I could uh, do this on my own for a few minutes while I'm waiting on panelists to show up. So uh, anyway, welcome one and all to the show. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. Let's take a look out there in the chat. And I do have another panelist. So let's welcome Hillbilly up. Howdy, Hillbilly. Hey, how you doing, Gary? What's doing going good. on, side chat? Doing good. How are you? I decided to go ahead and fire it up early and just let people jump in as I get here. So You betcha. We're just getting ready to take a look and see who got in here first. So, looks All like... Right. Looks like Kingpin was in here first. Uh, Chris from the 740 is out there. Uh, Chicago Mike the Shooter is in the audience, as is Blitz. Guns and Water. Rick Harris is out there. And Duffer426. And Pat in a Bunker starting to fire. Be careful of that fire. Uh <laughs> Mike White, 2A Advocacy, is in the audience, and Fiend Dog is out there. Welcome, Fiend Dog. Let's see who else. Defense Dad is out there seeing gun people. Uh, Hillbilly Up out there and in here. I've seen him before. Uh, Chessboard <laughs> is out there in the audience, as is Artac and Daughters. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so that's where we're at so far. Uh, I don't know where everybody else is. I have a feeling I know where some people are. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead real quick and forward another link out there. And... Uh, Okay, so anyway, so what's going on, Hillbilly? I know you just came from uh, Georgia Shooting Connection. They had a rousing session over there, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, we we talked a lot about shotguns uh, there for quite a bit, and I sure like shotguns, so it was pretty interesting for me, anyhow. (laughs) Well, my first... My first gun, as you probably know, was a shotgun. That's what my folks gave me when I was little, and that was my only gun for the longest time. Well, actually, I bought a second one. I actually bought one for myself when I was in my mid-20s, and until I was... How old was I when I bought my first pistol? I can't even remember now. God, it was so long. I was 55, yeah. Oh, yeah? So until I, until I was fifty-five, yeah, the only thing I owned was a shotgun. So, uh, oh, cool. Pat, what are you building there, buddy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, if it gets too noisy, I'll mute myself. Uh, <clears throat> no, it's been dang cold here in the state in Nebraska, so I am uh, getting the old wood stove lit up and then, uh, yeah, maybe I'll do a uh, show. Maybe that'll be my screensaver tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, radiant warm. How's Gary and how's Hillbilly? I'm doing fine. It's a fine 45 degrees here right now. Uh, I think it's supposed to get down tomorrow with a high of 47, a low of 35, and then a high of 39 on Sunday. It's going to get cold. We can't have to turn on heat here, folks. 
Chessboard yeah. wants to know, did you get my email and picture for your corn? Yes, I did. I did. We'll show that here a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Somebody else, Chris Lang, popped in here. I want to say hi to Chris. Let's see. Who else did I miss out there? Let's see. Uh, Weston Probst is out there. Um, let's see. Garage Guy 879 is out there. Uh, Guns and Water is out there. Uh, Mike White wants to know, does anyone know about Double Tap 223-64-gram-JHP? Good, bad, or mediocre range ammo? I don't know anything about it. Oh, man. Man, I I don't think I've ever even heard of it before, to tell you the truth. Oh, I've heard of it. I've shot a little bit of the Double Tap. I mean, it's it seems to be pretty decent, but... um. I don't know about on the two two three. Yeah. Alaska one Andy is in the audience. Hello, Andy. Defense Dad says thirty-four degrees here, high of thirty-eight tomorrow. I might actually put a sweater in my trunk just in case. That might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh now Chris Lang says my first was a twenty gauge single shot with a hammer. Well, let's see. For a, for one year, my dad got me a. He bought it at an auction. It was a used. Don't ask me what brand it was because I have no idea. But it was a twelve gauge single shot, uh, break action with a hammer. I remember it. That's that's the one I cut the heck out of my thumb with and shot a hole in the ground one time trying to take it off cock one time. <laughs> Yeah, luckily I had it aimed right down the ground in front of me and nobody was hurt. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty scary deal. The year after that's when I I got my own real uh, I got my Sears and Roebuck pump, which I still have today, and hunted with that many many years. So yeah, I do love. I do love the shotguns. I've lost track of how many I own. I think six <laughs> right now. I've got two 12s. Or is it five? I can't remember. I've got two 12s, two 20s, and a 410. So I think I have five. I think that's right. I have to go look one of these days. Yeah, it's pretty bad when you can't keep it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you own too many shotguns. I don't think I don't no think you can. Them. I don't think you can. Defense Dad <laughs> says you can't say cock on YouTube, Gary. This is a family show. Looky here. Obnoxious one is out there in the audience. Yo. <laughs> My co-host with the co-most is out there in the audience viewing. I imagine he's probably got his hands full right now. So uh Anyway, say hi to Obnoxious One. Justin Grimm is out there. Uh, let's see. Did I miss anybody else? 223 DMRs out there. I try to click on somebody, my chat jumps on me. So if I click <laughs> the wrong person, that's why. I'm not just clicking, you know, random people, but it sure seems that way sometimes. Uh, Mike White says 63.6. Boy, that's specific now. 63.6 here in beautiful Compton, California. Wow. Okay. Defense Dad said, I was going to buy a new gun, but I went boring and paid my car off today instead. Well, that's always a cool thing to do. Uh, congratulations on that. Let's say hi to Misty Mrs. Wayne. Hey, checking in. We got 21 people out there and one thumbs up already on the Facebook side. As you know, we are, uh, and I need to put my banner up so people know what the heck show this is. It says, <laughs> Welcome to Foul Territory. Oh, yeah, this is Foul Territory. I remember. Oh, yeah, I'm hosting this show. <laughs> oh, looky here. All looky right. Here. Looky here, we got a hot dog, looks like. Blitz and a $1.49 super sticker. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. And that, that hot dog, that's a hot dog. Now, for the people on 
YouTube that can't see the chat. That is a hot dog, which means it's also a sandwich. Uh, so we also have Ghost Tactical in the audience. Welcome, Ghost. Man, we got the royalty in here now. Oh, I see somebody else I missed. Dwayne7834 is out there. Wow, 25 people. Rocking and rolling. 25 people. Uh, I believe the gun snob is at a football game. I checked his schedule. And Pat's back. Uh, yeah, I'm back. So Chad Kelly says, I am set on my next shotgun being that Genesis new three gun edition out. Going to be a while, though. It's danged expensive. Yeah, some of them things. Some of them things are. I I don't own any expensive shotguns. I, I just don't. I mean, I've seen some really nice ones I'd love to have. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm kind of a simple guy as far as shotgun zone. If I keep talking about shotguns, Ghost is going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Clover will be in here. I'm surprised Clover ain't already in here. So you shotgun three times, he shows up? Well, if I, if I didn't dare mention 22 long rifle, he'd be in here. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, What's I gonna say? Oh, uh, for for those who are fans of MK Outdoor Journal, formerly known as Budget Guns and Gear Reviews, he's got a live stream coming up a little later here. Uh, in fact, he's gonna be quirking me come around an hour and a half into the show. So, uh, uh, Jacob is out there. Jacob over on the Twitch side. Uh, obnoxious one dares utter that which shall not be spoken. <laughs> uh, Chicago Mike says, I'm debating on a 1911, either rigor or a fusion firearms. Hmm. Okay. Well, everybody ought to have a 1911. Don't you think? Well, unless you're younger, then you might have a 2011. Well, that's acceptable. That's acceptable nowadays, I think. Yeah, I I, I would say so. After uh, the first thunder on the prairie, getting to shoot two, one that was modified and one that was unmodified. Uh, they were both Terras. And uh, I really liked them. I, I liked them both, especially the one that was modified and had a little smoother trigger on it and just a little bit slicker all the way around on it and yeah just really nice just like the caliber and like the gun in general so chris lang says i'm pretty sure clover tech is the reason i'm part of any of this yeah we give clover we give clover a lot of grief but clover has brought an awful lot of people into the 2a and with the 4h work he's done a lot of the young people this world into the shooting sports period so uh yeah, Guns and Water, uh, can't really tell, uh, but he's got 1911 and a goat out there. Well, I, you could make the argument that 1911 is the goat. I see some people getting their hashtags in for the giveaway. That is pound sign FT238. If you want to get in on the giveaway at the top of the hour, uh, featured, of course, we're featuring Aegis Gun Care this week. So, this is an even-numbered foul territory, so this, awesome. is, this is the Winner Winner Aegis Cleaner edition of foul territory. Sweet. Uh, sweet. Defense Dad says there's a hell of a deal right now on a Gearson 1911, FYI. Oh, if you no. just want a good, cheap one, no. I kind of like them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chicago Mike says, Rigor SR comes with two mags. Fusion Firearms comes with an extra recoil spring. Okay. Let's see. Ghost Tactical's having a little problem with dyslexia right now, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Let's see. Guns and Water says John John Moses Browning was is the man. Indeed, indeed. Well, I I think with Ghost, if you're like watching on a cell phone, it's married. So that that would be correct on the cell phone, I think. So Grouch Guy eight seven nine says, when it comes to nineteen elevens that don't bankrupt you, I like tea sauce. Mm, that's an option for sure. T-Sauce, Gearson. Oh, gosh. So so many good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into a little bit of the discussion here. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up an article here, and we're going to take a look at it. So... Let me go ahead and close that tab, and we will share the screen. And, of course, it wouldn't be foul territory without us talking about Taurus. And Taurus announced today that they are bringing back the Taurus 917C. Okay, returning to the U.S. market from a long hiatus, Taurus USA is bringing back the classic 917C, now with upgraded features including 18 plus 1 capacity, target grips built into the frame, and an accessory rail. The 917C is the perfect CCD, CCW, I'll talk eventually, option for discerning users who prefer a double-action, single-action, semi-auto pistol. Uh, a lot of people are taking a look at this one. Uh, Crouch Guy says that 917C is a small version of the PT-92. What do you guys think of this? Is it interesting at all to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good-looking gun. I mean, it... I'd like to shoot it. Yeah. I definitely like traveling. You know, being I don't, fired and I don't know as I've ever shot and I guess I haven't shot a lot of guns. I've shot my share. I don't believe I've ever shot any Breda or Breda clones like that with the yeah. open barrel like that. So well, I, I have Beretta ninety two and it's a good gun. It looks yeah. really slick. I, I wonder, gotta admit. I wonder, like, like the Beretta, you know, you can put the Crimson Trace grips on it and stuff. I wonder if those are will go will fit yeah. the stuff. It doesn't appear to be optic. Those are fixed sights. Well, the front one is anyway. Looks like the back, the rear one is dovetailed in. Front one's a fixed sight, of course. But it does have a rail. Let's see what other specs we got here. Front side integrated. Rear side is drift adjustable. DASA comes with two mags. 18 round capacity. Uh, Ambi safety. Flat face serrated trigger for better comfort and control with a Picatinny rail. A signature indexing and recoil management pad. Uh, magazine and grip cuts to 8M magazine stripping if required and reversible magazine release. Okay, so. I'll take a look at that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else we got here? Let's see. 7.9 inch overall length. Let's see. 4.3 inch barrel and it weighs 33 and a half ounces unloaded aluminum frame black anodized matte black slide stainless steel barrel of course decocker firing pin block striker block visual loaded chamber indicator all right grouch guy says don't need optics on a carry gun just something that can go wrong in a bad situation yeah, that's that's an argument a lot of people have. What do you think of the price on this? The MSRP? I won't read it out loud and have you two. Well, it's you, like almost six hundred. Like the Beretta, 
you know, it, and you can't afford a bread or something, you know, I mean, or, you know, something else, then that's not bad. Um, No, not bad. Um, You know, I've never shot a Beretta or a Beretta clone myself or anything, but I've always wanted to. Um, They look, I always thought they looked like slick guns. Um, Six, you know, right around that six zero zero walnut mark, (laughs) you know, 600 walnuts. (laughs) Um, Doll hairs, some people call those things. Yeah, thank you, thank thank you, Gary. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I, I would definitely go play with it and see how it felt. But yeah, that that definitely be on my list. Either a Beretta or a Beretta clone. I always like the looks of them. Just just never had the opportunity to shoot one. I guess. Now Justin Grimm says it compete with the Cheetah. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, gun websites is out there. Chicago Mike says full hand grip. Yep. Uh, Rick Harris says nothing wrong with a Taurus. Uh, Guns and Water said those Beretta clones were always. Good guns. Now, Chicago Mike says, I'd choose Gearson over Taurus. Uh, that's legitimate. Uh, Defense Dad says, only bad thing about those is if you have small hands or just short fingers, which I have both. So that might be a problem. Uh, let's see. Chicago Mike says, past 15 round for Illinois can't have it anyway. Yeah, unless they give you a different mag option. Now, gun websites. As a question out here, he says, what is your opinion of the Sig Sauer P-238? I have never shot the P-238. Yeah, I didn't shot the Sig either. The 938 I've shot, not the, that's the 380 version, right? I think so. It's a little 1911-like uh, compact pistol. Yeah, I never shot that one. I see what he's doing now. Because this is foul territory 238, so he's coming up with 238 questions. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Because his next question, he says, what is your opinion of the J. Stevens Arms Model 238 20-gauge bullet action? (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about that. Uh, what mo- what model is that again, Gary? <laughs> the J Jay Stevens Arms Model Two Thirty Eight Twenty Gauge Bolt Actions. Uh, actually, I if I'm remembering correctly, I think my friend has one of those that used to be his dad's. Um, and I think I've shot that one before, but it's been so long ago that man, I. I couldn't tell you if it was worth a dang or not. <laughs> but that, that number and the bolt-action shotgun sounds awfully, awfully familiar. So then that's the only bolt that I've ever shot, shotgun. Anyway. So. so going back to the P-238, Guns and Water says it is well-made. Let's see. Defense Dad says, I have the 9mm version, the P-938, and carry it regularly in the summer. I shot one of those at Thunder on a Prairie and had nothing but problems with it. So that's the one that was jamming all the time, I think. Okay. So anyway, yeah, seems like every week, every week or two, Taurus is putting out something new. They are. I mean, I saw that. I saw Ron Wayne had the video on the TH-45 this last week. It was pretty darn cool. Yeah, sweet looking gun. Seeing, I just seen Taurus left and right putting out new stuff this this summer and fall. Well, I will say one thing. I I liked Tauruses when they were cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I bought still I, cheaper than some. Yeah, I mean, I bought the ones I bought, you know, were cheaper price than they are today, you know, as far as, you know, pricing. And so it makes it, it it's kind of hard for me to give that extra, you know, chunk or, you know, bit of, bit of money for one. But they're, they're good guns. I mean, 
had nothing against them at all. And the ones I have run fine. You know, they run great. Okay, so I want to talk about some breaking news here. So, uh, let's go ahead and put that on the screen. According to Fox News, the main mass shooting suspect has been found dead. Let me get that comment off the screen there. And, okay. Lewiston, Maine, mass shooting suspect Robert Card has been found dead, law enforcement sources tell the Fox News. A law enforcement source tells Fox News Digital that Card was found dead as a result of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound near a dumpster at a recycling plant where he worked at one point in Lisbon, Maine. During a press conference, Maine Public Safety Commissioner Mike Sashuk said Card was found dead at 7.45 p.m. Card is the primary suspect in Wednesday's mass shooting in Lewiston at Schmengi's Bar and Grill in the Just-In-Time Recreation Bowling Alley, which left 18 people dead and another 13 injured. A press conference is scheduled for 10 p.m. So, at least... At least we don't have that stuff to deal with anymore. And we'll be talking more about this guy, but uh, got a little bit of relief for everybody out there. Uh, See, Mike White says him offing himself saves us a ton of money. You got any comments on this real quick, guys, or? Is anybody here? Am I here? Am I live? Can anybody out there hear me? I'm maybe. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Gary. I, I was right in the middle of something. And I was being loud. <laughs> I was being very loud. <laughs> so, yeah, no, my take on it, um, I don't know. I I think we should give these mass shooters as little airtime possible because I'm, I'm just, I, I'm tired of the media beating it like it's a dead horse all the time when it does happen. So I don't even think their name should be because they're all pieces of, you know, fecal excrement. Use insert your word here. So that's kind of my take on it. I'm going to say hi to Honcho Fed out there in the audience. Hello, Honcho. Yeah. Sorry, I was talking and my mic was me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, I was, I was seeing... For some reason, even though my internet appears to be running at the speed it should, StreamYard still isn't playing well with me tonight. So I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. Uh, yeah, everybody I, out there could hear me. So I was a little Yeah, worried. I could hear you fine. I just, I was talking and talking, you know, and then I'm like, you didn't say anything. I'm like, I just happened to notice I was muted. So sorry about that, buddy. Um, Instead, said I didn't think it was likely they would find that psycho alive. No, me either. Nah, and you know, of course, can't you? You know, I got name for these people that I can't say on here, but you know, um, the cowards always seem to try to find easy prey and then, uh, and then off their self, you know. I mean, you know, it, it's just terrible and. You know, I agree with Pat and a lot of other people. Um, I mean, it, it's a terrible thing that happens, but then sometimes media really blows it up. You know, also, I, I mean, it's a bad deal, but then also, also um, 
just when it happens with it's gun related, you know, they just love to run with that stuff, you know, and you know, it's, I don't know. Now, I always appreciate all those who support the channel, but I also know that money is tight lately. However, did you know that you can support the channel without it costing you one red cent? That's right. All you have to do is use my Amazon store link when you shop at Amazon. So just go to Amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash gizzardgearing without any spaces when you do your Amazon shopping. And when you shop using that link, no matter what you buy during that session, the channel will receive a small commission from your purchases. As always, thank you for your support. Yeah, it, well, it's 2023. Accountability's gone. Just blame everything else except the shooter. Yeah. Hey, Ozzy. Ozzy, Ozzy Horsborne is out there. See, Honcho says, still not sure why the media kept saying he was a firearms instructor. Was he working at, as one before the shooting? I hadn't heard that. Ah, I hadn't heard that either. Uh, Dwayne7834 said he should have never been turned out of the psycho ward. That's probably right. Yeah. Oh, he was in the psych ward. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Duffer426 <laughs> says gives politicians fuel for more gun control. That it does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Honcho said he did see that the media redacted the firearms instructor statement after a day or so. Okay. Um, Defense Dad says Honcho because it makes him the poster boy for anti gunners as to why more gun control is needed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Weston hmm. says they want to paint all firearm instructors as bad and capable of this same behavior. Uh, yeah, same thing Mike says. Okay. Uh, well, you, mm, go ahead. I just say, even if it's a lie, they can make something up and say, oh, you know, I'm sorry. They you don't know. make things up, Hillbilly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was real interested in what defense dad said. I did not know that. Yeah, he was. He was in the military, I believe. Yeah, he was committed for evaluation for voices in his head and threatening to shoot up the base. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to our next. Let's see. I'm going to close this tab. We're just going to use this one and go there. Because we're going to talk about this guy some more. Um. So realize, of course, this article was written before before he was found. So anyway, this article says Maine police say Lewiston suspect was prohibited from possessing guns. As local, state, and federal law enforcement continue to say, well, they're not searching for him anymore. Uh, information about the suspect continues to trickle out from official sources. One important question has now been answered. And it turns out that the suspected killer was prohibited from purchasing or possessing guns. Okay. According to the State Bureau of Investigation, card is categorized as federal firearms disqualified status, though it remains unclear what law barred him from possessing a firearm. A list of Mainers who have had their weapons confiscated through the state's yellow flag law does not appear to include anyone matching card. A spokesperson for the state police did not respond to a message asking for clarification about why card was prohibited. The SBI hasn't said anything beyond that basic information, so we don't know when the suspect was officially categorized as a prohibited person, but the most likely opportunity would have been earlier this summer when he reportedly spent two weeks in an Army Medical Center in West Point, New York, after displaying erratic behavior during training exercises. While that information was reported to federal officials, it doesn't sound like it was conveyed to state authorities. The suspect's family, however, says they were in contact with both law enforcement and the military 
over the past few months to express their growing concerns about his rapidly deteriorating mental state. His sister-in-law said the family reached out to police and his Army Reserve base as they got increasingly concerned in the past couple of months. We just reached out to make sure everyone was on the same page because he is someone who does gun training. There it is right there, she said. We were concerned about his mental state, that's all. Her husband went back and forth with the Army, Katie Card said. They were following up on it too, but he's never been someone we thought would actually do anything, she said. Uh, Travis T. is out there, member for 15 months. Thank you. Uh, According to that NBC News report, the Defense Department official who spoke without attribution said that the New York State Police responded after the officials in the suspect's unit expressed their concerns about his mental state and took him to Keller Army Community Hospital at the U.S. Military Academy for medical evaluation. Under an executive order signed by New York Governor Kathy Hochul, the New York State Police shall file for an extreme risk protection order when there is probable cause to believe the respondent is likely to engage in conduct that would result in serious harm to himself, herself, or others. Since the suspect wasn't a New York resident, an ERPO request wouldn't have been filed in this case, but I'm curious if the New York State Police ever reported this to their counterparts in Maine, where a yellow flag law is in place. If police in Maine had filed a yellow flag report after the suspect was released from the Army Hospital, the suspect would have undergone another psych evaluation. And if the mental health professional found reason to suspect he was a danger to himself or others, then the case would have gone before a judge. Regardless of how we might feel about red flag laws in general or Maine's version, which contains a few more due process protections than what is found in most red flag laws, specifically it appears that there were mechanisms that could have kept the suspect from accessing firearms but were never actually used. Of course, if the suspect's mental condition continued to deteriorate after he spent two weeks receiving inpatient psych treatment, I'd argue that neither yellow flag or red flag law would have been the most effective way to keep him away from guns. Why was he released from custody to begin with, and why did the increasing concern from family not result in an attempt to use Maine's civil commitment law to commit him once more to a psychiatric facility? The burning question surrounding the suspect at the moment remains where the hell is he? Well, I think we know now. But why wasn't he in a psych hospital is equally important when looking how and if this horrific tragedy could have been prevented. Very well said. What do you guys think about that? Well, we see more often, I think, um, I know the Florida school thing was one of them. I'm just off the top of my head to where uh, either law enforcement or somebody somewhere did not do their jobs. Um, and uh, pass on information, you know, and these people, you know, were overlooked and, was able to get guns or whatever. Um, I'll but, be right back. Yeah, it's just... I think... Uh, on case, some of these cases, you know, um, just like this guy, I mean, why was he released, you know? And then in other situations, it's like, why was uh, information not filed, you know, from behavior problems, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, you're just talking just one instant, you know, on a lot of these, it's multiple instances of behavioral problems, you know, one way or the other. And so, so sorry about that, guys. Sounded like no somebody problem. was, sounded like somebody was trying to nail something to the wall outside here, man. <laughs> I thought George was trying to get in one of the cabinets, but George is laying on a bed in there. So I don't know. Hey, Ron. Anyway, uh, let's see. Anywho, yeah, uh, yeah. The 
the law is only as good as its enforcement. And it seems like there was multiple breakdowns in this situation where it could have been handled a lot better if the right information would have been passed along to the right people. And you know, granted, I, I don't know the whole story or anything, but you know, just like Hillbilly said, there, there's a lot of instances where some of this stuff could have been prevented if only different bureaus or offices would have communicated with each other on this stuff and the proper information would have been passed along. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it only works if it works. You know what I mean? It, so. Now, Weston says another failure by government to communicate with each other and follow procedures that might prevent something like this. Obnoxious one says another government failure. Who'd have thunk it? Exactly. Uh, Rick Harris says they only enforce red flag laws on people who are not a threat. Now, G-Web says leaning into red flag and such laws after this news cycle is the wrong move, in my opinion. The real point here is lack of infrastructure for people who need help. They win if we say red flags would have worked. Well, yeah, you got a point. And the gist of it at the very end is like, why was he released from custody in the first place if he was a danger. That's where we need to concentrate. Not the red flag law thing. Yeah, uh, I the problem I, is the guy shouldn't have been out and about. Am yeah. I wrong here? I, I agree with you. And that's I don't like the red flag law. I'm not for that. But this shouldn't have, this guy shouldn't have been out. I mean it's just plain and simple. MK Outdoor yeah. Journal, I mentioned him earlier, and there he is, folks. He's got a show coming up here, I believe, in about 45 minutes. He's going to he's gonna get going about 30 minutes before we end. So uh, welcome back, by the way, MK Outdoor Journal. Good to have you back there. Uh, let's see. He says, stupid Ohio politicians calling for red flags. Morons going to talk about it. Yeah, you better talk about it. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of do. I kind of do right of the people light on this show. Nobody can, nobody can talk up a story like MK Outdoor Journal. So, and he reads a lot better than I do. So, uh. Uh, G-Web says, suggesting the law would have worked if only it was more law is fake. Let his friends and co-workers understand options to help the guy. Okay, Defense Dad says, when it comes down to it, this is truly an example of it being a mental health issue, not a gun control issue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. He says, Quarker's got a quark. Yeah, you got to get your show in sometime, dude. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Okay. We, and there's another one. I do believe that I think I want to take a look at it. Let's see. Yeah, let's take a look at this. This is kind of interesting. Uh, this is a story about a 2021 photo. It shows the first target of the Lewiston killer was a gun-free zone, believe it or not. Now, how can that be? How can that be? There's been some uncertainty about whether the just-in-time recreation center that was the first target of the killer in Lewiston, Maine, actually prohibited firearms from the premises. Under Maine law, establishments in which alcohol is served must post signage banning the carrying of firearms if they want to prohibit them, though consuming alcohol while carrying is illegal regardless of whether the premises is posted. A citizen journalist and member of the Connecticut Citizens Defense League, Matthew Strasser, was the first to spot a small sign in a picture of Justin Times' front entrance that was posted online in 2021. As the Crime Prevention, Re- Crime Prevention Research Center reports. Okay. As we have pointed out many times, mass murders prefer defenseless victims, gun-free zones. 94% of the mass public shootings occur in gun-free zones. And this yeah. is no different. He apparently picked two gun-free zones to do his attack. 
The picture here is from 2021. The sign for Just-In-Time Bowling Alley, located at 24 Malls and Way, Lewiston, Maine, reads, We kindly ask that you refrain from bringing firearms in this building, and we would appreciate it if you left them in your vehicle. Please keep our atmosphere family-friendly. The, the murder murdered seven people, one woman and six men there. We are working to get a higher-definition picture of the sign. Two sources tell us that the Schmengi's Bar and Grill restaurant was also a gun-free zone, but we don't yet have a picture of the sign there. Heartbreaking. In a bitterly ironic twist, emblazoned across the front doors of Just In Time was the phrase, Choose Your Weapon, with big balls and little balls underneath, referring to the more traditional bowling and old-school New England candle pin bowling. The polite request to refrain from bringing firearms into the building was likely obeyed by every person who walked through the doors that night, right up until the point the killer showed up. Did he intentionally pick these targets because they were gun-free zones? Obviously, we can't know for sure, and may never know, to be honest. But based on his family's comments about him spending time in both locations, and his belief that patrons were mocking and taunting him, I'm not convinced it was a driving factor in where he decided to kick off his murder spree. Even if he wasn't motivated to attack just in time because of its policy, however, the decision to ban lawfully carried guns from the premises erased any opportunity to meet force with force. I have no doubt the owners of just in time had the best of intentions when they posted that sign. I don't think their decision was part of some commie plot to disarm America. I'm sure they thought they were just keeping people safe. And to be sure, there's no guarantee that any of the patrons in the business would have been armed, even if there had been no sign on the door. But as the Crime Prevention Research Center reported not long ago, armed citizens put a stop to more than 60% of active shooting incidents that happened outside of gun-free zones, much higher than the overall rate of 35.7% of all active shooter attacks stopped by armed citizens. A no-guns-allowed sign, no matter how politely or forcefully worded, won't prevent a killer from crossing the threshold of an establishment any more than an order of protection will prevent an abuser from once again going after the victim. It's a piece of paper, or maybe plastic, depending on what state you live in, not a suit of armor or bulletproof glass. It's a sensitive place that isn't sensitive at all, as it turns out. No extra security, no metal detectors, no extra steps to ensure the safety of the people inside at all. Just a sign on the door, politely requesting you leave your guns in your car. Placed with the best of intentions, but completely ignored by anyone with mass murder on their mind. How about that? Gun-free zone. Like I said earlier, you know, these people are cowards. Oh, yeah. They're they're not going to walk into a doggone police department or somewhere and try to do this. They're cowards. And with these gun-free zones, that just gives them a target because they are cowards or they would not be doing what they're doing. I totally agree. Those signs might as well just have instead of gun-free zone on it, it might as well just have a target on it saying, hey, everybody in here is disarmed. Come on in. Let's not encourage people, (laughs) but yeah, that's about the effect. Right. Uh, Let's see. Mike White says, what's not family-friendly about carrying a firearm? Uh, That's my opinion. That's for sure. Uh, MK Outdoor Journal says, you know what's paid with good intentions. Yes, I've heard that many times. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, now, Defense Dad says, my new young employee said yesterday that she feels nobody should be allowed to own an AR-15 because they are evil. I flatly said I own several. Does that make me evil? She didn't know what to say. Yeah, there's always that. Warsaw Patriots out there. He may have been here earlier. Uh, let's see. Chessboard says, but but it's okay for the controllers and their protectors to have fully auto along. What? Oh. Okay. Gary is live. Yes, I am. 
Uh, Defense Dead said she truly believed that all AR-15 rifles are fully automatic and shot 50 BMG-sized rounds. I corrected her. She was dumbfounded. Yeah, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people believe that crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Travis T. says, my family is happy I carry. It puts my wife at ease frequently. Uh, MK Outdoor Journal mm-hmm. says, got to go get ready. Enjoy the rest of foul territory. Well, thank you for dropping by. Have a great show. Good luck. Uh, let's see. Warsaw says, the old quote, nobody should have an AR-15. My comment to that, you want Palestinians attacking American Jews? I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I don't want anybody attacking anybody in my country. But uh, that's just me. Let's see. We've got a little bit of time real quick. Let's see if we can get off this main shooter for for a little bit. Or do I have... Oh, maybe I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, let's go back to the bearing arms and see. I don't want to vote in a poll. Thank you very much. Let's <laughs> see. What would be quick? Let's see. Philadelphia robber shot and killed by armed store clerk. Shall we do that one? Let's see what it says. Yeah, let's end on a good note. Okay. <laughs> After two straight years of more than 500 homicides, violent crime in Philadelphia thankfully appears to be on a downward trend in 2023. In fact, homicides have declined by nearly 25% compared to this time in 2022, with more than 100 fewer homicides reported this year. 322 in 2023 compared to 436 in 2022. Well, that's good. Uh, the same trend can be seen when it comes to armed robberies, which are down about 10%, at least through August of this year, compared to 2022. Still, with more than 1,500 armed robberies reported to Philadelphia police this year, the city of brotherly love is hardly a crime-free utopia. The Happy Day Food Market, located in the King Sessing neighborhood, has already been the target of at least one armed robbery this year, and on Wednesday night, a suspect struck again. This time, however, police say the store clerk was armed with a gun of his own and used it to defend himself from his armed assailant. The robber had cash stuffed in one of his pockets when police officers arrived at the Happy Day Food Market. Just after 10.30 p.m., Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small said, The man, believed to be in his late 20s, was found on the floor behind the counter bleeding from multiple gunshot wounds to his chest and torso. Small said. Medics pronounced the man dead on the scene minutes later. The man had entered the store partially masked and holding a gun. He pointed it at one of the employees, then went behind the counter and point of gun started taking money from the cash register, Small said. That's when the store employee, who was also behind the counter, pulled his weapon and fired several shots. Small told reporters on the scene that the preliminary investigation shows the clerk acted in self-defense since the robber had a gun pointed in his direction. Yup. The clerk is reportedly cooperating with the investigators, though I hope he has an attorney of his just for safety's sake. If the store surveillance video and eyewitness testimony corroborate the clerk's story, however, he should be in the clear. The armed robber clearly posed a threat to the lives of everyone inside the store and could have easily opened fire on his way out the door after emptying out the tills, so the clerk had a very reasonable fear of death or great bodily harm, I agree. That sounds like a justifiable use of force to me, and based on Small's comments from the scene, investigators didn't find anything that would suggest otherwise. So far, police haven't publicly released any information about the suspect who was shot and killed, so we don't know if he has any prior arrest or criminal history. The city has seen a high rate of recidivism over the past few years, which many Republicans, and even a handful of Democrats, have blamed on Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner and his soft-on-crime policies. Krasner's office has prosecuted fewer violent offenses than his predecessors, and in 2022, About 60% of offenders were arrested within three years of their original offense. That's not the highest percentage in the state. In fact, the numbers in some western Pennsylvania counties are near or above 70%, but it's still nothing to brag about. We'll keep our eyes out for more information about the suspect in this robbery as well as investigation into the shooting, but unless new evidence emerges, I think we can count this 
as a defensive gun use on the part of an armed citizen. All right. Any comments on that? I mean, obviously, a guy comes, aims a, you know, aims a gun, threatens people with it, then goes behind the counter and starts taking me out of the registry. Yeah, you don't know what the guy's going to do with this gun, and he already had it pointed at you at one point. Yeah, man. It's cut and dried as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. I take that gun pointing almost the same as hitting, you know. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody hits you first, you know, another male or whatever, the same way, you know, they point a gun at you, you know, you, you're welcome to point back, you know. I mean. You pointed a gun at me. You still have said gun. I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. It's sad when anybody's life has to be ended like that, but you mm-hmm. got to stop the threat too. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, got to end the threat. Cause, yeah, I mean, because the article's completely <laughs> right. He could have turned around and just shot people as he's going out the door. They do that. Yeah, you have no idea yep. if they're just going to go out the door and leave and never Let's come get back. Get rid of the witnesses. Or, yeah, yeah, get rid of the witnesses. You do not know that. Yeah, I mean it's it's just uh it's just one of those things. You don't know what's on his mind. I mean, if somebody comes in and points a gun at you, you just flat don't know. I mean, there's no way you you can know, but threat uh, a threat like that has to be uh, neutralized. It just it just it just has to be because you don't know if he's going to go out in that parking lot. And somebody's or somebody's getting ready to walk in the store and he runs into them. He shoots them and then gets in his car and you just don't know. I mean, you, do, you don't know what's on that guy's mind. You just don't. Honcho Fit says, nice screensaver, Pat. I do not believe that's a screensaver. I'm pretty sure it's a live <laughs> shot of Pat's <laughs> fireplace. <laughs> it's keeping me warm. It is. Well, and it's, I'm it's, gonna need it it's better nice. looking than me. It's better looking than me. So. <laughs> uh, Defense Dad said that dude after Anna found out. Basically, yes, he did. Uh, Duffer says, I'm sure the family of the suspect will try a civil suit. Well, wouldn't surprise me at all. Chris Lang says, I've been shot at. It's terrifying. I would certainly think it would be. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. it is the top of the hour, folks. And I would like to real quickly, real quickly, I can't talk tonight for some reason. <laughs> oh, well. Big surprise. Remind everybody that Gear Websites is your source for every second matters, gun channels, gear, MOID, and more. They have patches, stickers, and other items. And every Friday is Free Patch Friday. So buy cool stuff at gearwebsites.com. Well, I mean, that's all fine and good, but don't take my word for it. Let's listen to Gun Websites tell us all about it. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. All right, so I put the link out there for GearWebsites.com out there. Always a good place to do your shopping on Fridays. Remember, every Friday is Free Patch Friday at GearWebsites.com. Justin Grimm wants to know real quick, what brand fireplace is that, Pat? Pat's away from his mic, give it down. We'll ask him later. Oh, um, Yeah, sorry. Oh, there sorry. I, was, I, I was being loud again, so... <laughs> Um, that is a Lenordica Rosa Reverse. Um, you can get them at uh, discountstoves.com out of New Jersey. Um, they were very good to me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're, they're absolutely beautiful and 81.8% heat efficient. So very high for a wood stove. Very high. They're actually one of the highest ranked, and they are UL rated, so underwriter laboratories. So it is just like any other appliance you put in your house. 
so insurance will accept it. Artek and Daughter says, I like pew and pew things. DJ Play Nights has 29-month member anniversary being in the Gizzard Gang. Thank you very, Woo-hoo. very much for well. your support. Let's go ahead and take this off here. And let's change it to what did you learn? And in that segment, of course, we're going to go through and ask everybody in the panel what they learned tonight and what they have to plug. So let's start with Hillbilly. What did you learn, sir? Yeah, I learned that uh, Snob's grandson's already starting a pretty sweet gun collection. Yes, he is. <laughs> And that's going to be nice and warm tonight. Look at that fire there, man. That's going to that feels pretty dang good just here watching it. So it is nice. It is nice. I won't lie. G <laughs> Web says I'm doing it raw, no script. Oh, this will be a fun show tonight, then. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. So what you got coming up? Oh man, uh, got videos coming out. Uh, either shorts or content videos pretty much every day. Uh, got some, I think they're going to be fun. They're sure fun to make. Uh, got two Halloween videos coming up. And uh, one of them, I'm out hunting ghosts. Another one, I'm just shooting pumpkins. And they both are a lot of fun to shoot. And then also on uh, Saturday nights, tomorrow night, we got guns, beer, and therapy. Um, at nine o'clock central, ten o'clock eastern, and if you guys get a chance, come by. We always try to have a good time. But not only that, Tuesday night on Halloween, we're going to be doing another show that's just uh, Halloween. So we'll be hitting the live twice there in a few days. So nice. All right. Well, thanks for being here. And real quick, I have to intervene because we have some last minute Gorn came in. <clears throat> this is from Ron Wayne. It says it's for Woods, a Smith and Wesson Model Ten. Oh, nice! Hopefully, nice. Woods is out there. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Are those mind. ivory grips? I'd say so. They sure appear to be. Yeah. Those nice. The best gun ever, says Woods. Good, he did get to see it. All right. So that is Gorn approved and Woods approved. Thank you, Ron, for sending that in. It's my favorite, he says. All right. Very cool. All right. So, Pat in a bunker, what did you learn? Um, I learned that Ron Wayne has some really, really nice classic looking guns. He does. Sure. He's got some toys. Oh. Yes, he does. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> very, very, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, not much on uh, I didn't learn much other than that, but anyway, yeah, what I got coming up, uh, we just released a couple videos here about a week ago, uh, some more Thunder on the Prairie stuff, uh, one uh, featuring Gizzard Gary's uh, little little 22. Uh, man, that high standard, man, that thing is just a tack driver. Man, that, that's, that's probably my favorite gun. Every time when, uh, Gary's coming to Thunder on the Prairie the last two years, I shot it the last two years and ran at least a couple magazines. I think that first year, I think I put like four or five magazines through it. Um, but yeah, so I just want to say thank you again, Gizzard, for letting me shoot that. That thing was absolutely beautiful. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah, no, got and uh, got some more videos coming out here, uh, probably next week once things settle down a little bit from harvest and uh, cows and all that fun stuff. So going to be doing some uh, cooking on the wood stove because I've got some new cast iron to debut that I picked up over the summer that is finished and ready to go. And I got some more outdoor videos ready to go. So yeah, got a little bit of everything coming down the pipe. So 
All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you both for being here. Uh, Not a problem. We had a good show. So anyway, I want to thank everybody out there for uh, watching Foul Territory this evening, whether you watched on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Or if you're listening later on on the uh, audio podcast, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, sure do appreciate it. I'd like to thank uh, my panelists this evening, uh, Hillbilly Up and Pat in a Bunker. I'd also like to thank everybody who sent in Gorn and uh, helped to make the show what it is. <clears throat> and last but not least, I would like to thank all of my channel members out there on YouTube for their support of the channel. It certainly is appreciated. Uh, don't forget, coming up after this, you've got your choice. You can go over to the weekly 2A wrap-up on the Gun Websites channel, starting at the top of the hour, or you can go over to MK Outdoor Journal, or you can catch a little bit of both, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, so uh, everybody have a safe and pleasant weekend. Uh, have a happy Halloween next week, and uh, we will see you. When will that be? November the 3rd, I believe, will be the next foul territory. So anyway, let me go ahead and turn this banner off here. And I would like to remind everybody that if anyone tries to infringe on your right to keep and bear arms, give them the bird. This is Gizmer Gary. Do you boys have any last shout-outs before we go off the air? Y'all come back. Stay safe and carry your weapon. All right. All right. Great well, show, Gary. Find... Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Foul Territory is a production of Gizzard Gary Productions and is streamed live every Friday at 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and released as an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, and Podchaser. For more information, visit our website at gizzardgary.com.